Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. The National Obsession with John Cadogan and Charlie Baker. You are listening to a Christmas national obsession, John. Could you not tell? It's Christmas, isn't it? Listen to that. Bells. Oh, lovely bells there. A little bit of everything going on jingle there. Jingle bells. Is it even a Christmas episode if those jingle bells don't exist? It, pro- it probably is, isn't Where it? Where do you even buy jingle bells, John? No, it's a good question. You probably haven't, not since sort of middle school, has anyone actually <laughs> used some jingle bells? They, maybe they still all just exist in school. In school. Glockenspiels yep. and jingle bells. Chime and bar. Wood blocks. <laughs> You'll never use a chime bar ever again. Rain stick. Oh, rain stick. That's a lovely one. Yeah, there you that go. That's a good impression. Is it a good You impression? could add that to your. Oh, no. It was, it was, it was less good. No. It was like a half angry cat. <laughs> it was just a fleeting impression. It was there and then it was gone. Yes. Well, John, we're in the same room. Happy Christmas. Happy Christmas. What a Two Christmas. Two metres apart, of Two course. Two metres, of course. <laughs> of course. Yeah. We don't want to be giving people ideas that we're. But we've been working together today, haven't we, John? So we have. Very, very Only nice to see you. Yeah, lovely to see you too. It's On the ice to you? On the ice. I can't think when the last time I actually saw you was. Oh, well. Uh, by the river, I think. Yes, that's in true. In the fishing so about episode. August, yeah. Was it August, was it? Blimey. I've not fished in a while, John. No. Just a little fishing update. <laughs> it got too cold. Yeah, no, that's fair enough. It got too it? cold. That's too very cold. much fair enough. And the, with the national obsession, John, it's been, I've, I've loved this season so far. Hasn't it been fun? A lot of fun. I mean, I've not seen you, so it's been less fun. <laughs> um, and normally we do this episode drunk in a pub, which, again, again not, not allowed to do. Not happening this year. Not, not even like drunk in this studio. We're in the Times radio studio. Yeah. Oh, John. I feel like we're a, we, we shouldn't be here. John you know Pienaar I mean? is Pienaar in the studio. The rings. <laughs> Does John Pienaar like National League football, John? I think he's a Crystal Palace fan. Mm, so give it time. Give it hey, <laughs> what a lovely football go. joke. <laughs> yeah, that, they're broadcasting serious news here yeah. about them. COVID, Brexit, lorries well, on the M20. Well, we are broadcasting serious news about John Pemberton's mink farm, for instance. <laughs> And Dover is obviously in the National League. Oh, exactly, John. So we could be like live from the Crabble. Yeah, maybe they're parked up on yes. the pitch. Is it the Crabble? 
Yes. I, mean, yes, I went. Yes. I went. I went in at Crabble. No, I like, thought, I've, yeah. like I've done three years of of National League podcast. <laughs> like I should know that sort of thing <laughs> off the bat. And yeah. it was true. John. And it was fine. On that note, um, my sister in law has emailed. Um, she's not a foff because obviously she's it's an early letter. She is. Because last time we was you were saying it's episode one, two, three, and then we went through a bunch of Fiat's, didn't we? Fiat one, two, four, one, yeah, five, one, six, two, five, seven, yeah, yeah. eight, one, three, one, Mira, Mira Fiori. And you said, will we ever get to the Fiat 500? <laughs> and she has worked out, John, how long it will take us to get to 500 episodes. <laughs> and if we are still doing it, I probably will not be interested in the National League anymore then. Based on an average 35 podcasts a year, you'll reach 500 episodes in 10.77 years. If we're still in the National League, that sort of came out to Wrexham, <laughs> Wrexham period, isn't yeah, it? In yeah, the, it's in about that. In the on. National League. I'll be, I'll be just turning 40. On the ice, she says. <laughs> on the ice, she says. Just that, wouldn't that be lovely, John, for your 40th birthday? Yeah. Just doing the 500th episode. <laughs> Who will we be meeting still then? Going, still not earned a penny from oh, this podcast. Aaron Downs be manager then. <laughs> um, uh, what's coming up, John? Oh, what's coming up in the book? Bo- I've forgotten how up. we do it when we're in the same room. We used to have in the dog walk in and out <laughs> and my son slam in the door and that sort of thing. Well, let's work out what is coming up on this week's oh, podcast. Lovely. Very slick. Very slick. Well, it's the Christmas special. Oh, um, which is in many ways <laughs> what my wife calls... A horrible, lovely, which, <laughs> which is bittersweet or like, a, yeah, you know, like a rose sweet, John. Sweet and sour. You know those perf- yeah. perfumed sweets. People, yeah. Some people like them. Some people don't like them. Yeah. And it's like not a sweet at all. And why is that, John? What's coming up in today's show? Well, what's coming up in today's show is no news whatsoever. No news. FA Trophy last weekend. No platform. No platformed. Um, I can probably tell you what happened. Go on. Who cares? Now we've got Yeovil or Boreham Wood. Talky one. As, they didn't even need to do the draw. Yeah, we knew you'd get Boreham Wood. <laughs> Boreham Wood are always in there. Probably go out in the next round. Yeah. No problem. Who cares? Sack it off. Um, some other stuff happened, I'm sure. Maybe. Jeez, you know. really hate that trophy, John. So I've done no What if we win it? Whatsoever. What if we win in the league? What if Talky United are winning the league? have won the league by March, April. And it's like all we've got to go for is the trophy as well. And it's the final is versus Ebbsfleet. Well, look, maybe we can ask this to our special guest well, well, this let's, week. Because let's not say who it is. Let's John. not say who it is, but as always... Huge special guest. It's a Christmas special, so mm. you have people dropping in all the time, knocking yeah. on the door, coming ding, in, ding come dong. and join the party. Like Noel's house party. I've got a doorbell ready. Oh. Um, so we have got a special guest uh, dropping in because it's a Christmas special, so we'll get a knock on the door, doorbell will go oh, in a little lovely. bit later. I think Santa Claus is coming to town. I don't think it's Santa Claus, John. It you you seem Claus. to be wanting to set this up as Santa Claus turning up. Very big guest, John. We're very excited. Special. It's a Christmas special. Good to have Santa Okay, yours. okay, go on then. Yeah. Fine. And um, of course, in uh, Christmas style, you hear from people all around the world. Letters, cards. Yeah. It's like a sort of British Forces Network radio show. We hear from our our boys out on the front. So yeah. basically, what I'm trying to say is, we got some letters and letters from a listener. Some letters, letters and a listener. A nice big guest. I think we're going to hear from something else that we do now and again, and no news. So that doesn't sound like there's much in the podcast, John, for a Christmas special. There will be plenty in the podcast. Do you want to? I mean, I was working Put on in. a little bit of. Uh, I'll have a blue and yellow. Oh, very nice. Yeah. Christmas. Christmas. Not that it's a talky podcast. No, that's John. You could have said blue and yellow. You could have said blue podcast. Blue, blue Christmas. Yeah. This isn't Elvis, is it? Yeah. It is. is this Elvis? Yeah. Who's the one that sounds like Elvis and isn't Elvis? I always think the mud 
Lonely this Christmas yeah, sounds lonely, like yeah, it's supposed to be a bit so, of an yeah. Elvis. What's your favourite, John? Have we covered this before? What's your favourite? We do, do, you know we do what? this every In year, I think. In my preparation for this uh, Christmas special, I went back and listened to some of the other ones. Okay. Quite good, actually. Mm. Set the standard quite high. Oh. We talked about this last year. Mm. The answer is driving home for Has Christmas. Has it changed? No. It's still Mine's driving home for Christmas. Has it? Okay. It's a different year, John. Yeah. Driving home for Christmas is a perennial favourite. Yeah. And I do absolutely love it. And it will be that again next year. My favourite this year is... I said there'd be peace at Christmas. Oh, Greg that Lake. One, Greg Lake. Oh, I hate that. Why? I hate it. It's horrible. Oh, John. Oh, it's rubbish. Why don't you like I it? I don't know. Do you not like the... Listen to the trumpet right at the end of it. Okay. Brrr. I don't know when it goes into a troika. it goes super yeah. high. Try a troika, John? Go on. That's the name. That's the oh, classical da, 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 piece. Da, 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 da. That's called a yeah. troika, is it? That's, no, it's not called a troika. It's just called troika. That's called it? troika, is it? And, yeah. that's, and what does troika mean, John? Do you know? This is the name of the music. Now Googling it. So <laughs> I'm going to look it up. It's you, a bit you gave of some knowledge. As always, you gave some knowledge and then when pressed... <laughs> but not a lot. ...pressed on the knowledge. <laughs> <laughs> and that is it. A troika is a traditional Russian folk dance there we go so they must have danced to that yeah do you know my favourite programme of the last few years I don't know if they'll show it again this year but it's absolutely lovely it's part of that slow telly they do on mm. BBC4 oh yes and it's the sleigh ride John I saw that in last Norway. year I couldn't I didn't stick with it for long you have to, you have to nice, give but... in to it John it's mindfulness it's a bit like watching the Gary Hours team <laughs> you just have to give in to it <laughs> just go with yeah just okay, no, no, that's low telly. Just feel nice and cosy. I was thinking, you know, all these truck drivers stuck on the M20, John. Yeah, quite fancy that life. Really? Doesn't <laughs> sound like a great life. Do you not think? Do not think? Just stuck in your cab. There, you've rigged up a nice kettle and maybe a little George Foreman grill to your cigarette lighter. <laughs> Do they work with cigarette lighter? Yeah, and you've got a little Wi-Fi dongle so you can watch a nice film. It's rain, sort of like camping. Rain yeah. splattering on your windscreen. There's some French bloke behind you, Zoudelor, giving it away la bibliothèque behind you. And you're sitting there, perhaps a nice programme on the radio or a match, reading that book. You're in your cab, John. You're stuck on the M20. There's no way you can go. You just have to give in to it. N- no. It's not for you, <laughs> no, no? to be honest, no. It's the life I've, I've been dreaming I've of. I found Greg Lake for you, though. Oh, lovely. Beautiful, isn't it? Nice. This bit's... Uh, I don't know. You don't like it, do you? I can tell. I don't, it's just something about it. It's the end. Go to, right to I'm the not, end. Okay, I'll ask the it very forward. high trumpet at the end. Sounds like someone is having a laugh. Now, this is Troika. You can hear him going up now. Yeah, I know this And bit. again, click it on. Now, this is it. Timpani. Here he goes. Now. <laughs> and again. <laughs> <laughs> but that's whole and then song. the man's head <laughs> I mean do you want the other talk just finally on Christmas songs do you want yeah, the other talking item one I've been yeah. I say working on I mean I've the other it, one wasn't much work I've given it about 10 seconds thought of course uh, it was only oh, Ben beautiful. Winters oh, tale oh lovely I can I, he's in my just another Ben Winters tale he's in my ballpark of impressions David on the word world scale it's just another winter's tale it's good job I don't really know enough about David Essex to just tell you just enough for you and me I'm sure the David Essex fans are loving it really enjoying that a proper gypsy I think John. he is yeah, isn't he? proper yeah. gypsy proper yeah. old Romany blood maybe that's the gypsy side of me John I'm an absolute I was gonna gypsy say, I can't that, remember no, I think you can
I think, but you obviously sympathise with the yeah, well, you know, gypsy community. Gypsy sympathiser. <laughs> a gypsy sympathiser. <laughs> That'd be lovely, wouldn't it? It's like old bell sounds. Well, look, let's crack on with things. What are we cracking on with? Our special guest is waiting. There seem to be a lot. Is he waiting, is he? Hey, well, he... Waiting, is it? Um, I think before we get to our special yeah. guest, we better go to a commercial break. Oh, yes, let's do that. The National Obsession. Do you like mink? Do you think you like mink? Well, why not this Christmas use John Pemberton's Mink Farm? John Pemberton's Mink Farm for all your minky needs. Fur. Meat. Claws. Teeth. All mink-based and all available at John Pemberton's Mink Farm. Dead or alive. Alive animals may also be dead. John Pemberton's Mink Farm. You will not own the mink. The National Obsession. There we are. It's good we've got sponsorship, John. It's very nice we've got sponsorship. I'm, I'm glad he's still going with the mink farm because I'd heard he just invested heavily in uh, Dover to Calais. <laughs> Dover to Calais freight route. Put some money into a small ferry, did not he? Yeah. Pemberton's road haulage business. Just having, having right a lot the wrong of moment. Oh, Let's hope 2021 brings him I a really bit more hope, luck. I can't wait for him to get another job. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be absolutely brilliant, isn't it? It's going to be brilliant. Good luck, John Pemberton. I hope he has a lovely Christmas. Now, uh, this is the National Obsession. Uh, pretty excited, John, are you? Really excited. Someone's, co- someone's coming to town. Someone's I knocking think, at the I door. Think we've be- I think we've been on the good list. It's not Jeff Brazier. No. no. <laughs> <laughs> um, we've been on the good list because we've got the chance to speak to uh, this next man. We're not it's, a talky podcast, it's John. Not, but at the door. No, John. Don't. We don't need to do any. <laughs> it's, it's a special guest. No, John. Coming we don't need <laughs> from outside. It's Gary Johnson. Hello, Johnny. How are you, mate? I'm very good. Uh, John's here. John's here as Hello, well. Hello, Gary. How are you, mate? All right, John, I'm fine, thank you. Good, good, good stuff. stuff. Thanks for uh, joining us on the National Obsession. We say at this point, on the ice. I don't know if you want to say on the ice, Gary. It's up to you. <laughs> on the ice. There yes, he is, so yes, Gary. Dreams come true. We can end the podcast <laughs> right there. <laughs> How have you been, Gary? How's your year been? Because what a year for everybody, but especially when you're trying to get behind a football yeah. club and drag a football club up the league. And I know you, you seem to work... As, as a man, with players and with the teams, on momentum and trying to get that momentum going in an empty stadium, must be it must have been so difficult. Yeah, it has been difficult. I mean, it's been a sort of a year of making the, the making decisions and hoping it's the right decision, if you know what I mean. Yeah. Because uh, everything seems to be like, it's, everything's easy in hindsight and we could have done that and we should have done this and should have done that. But you know, it's not only in our workplace; it's our families, isn't it? Yeah. Do we do we go and visit your mum, my mum, my mm-hmm. dad? You know, like what, we've had these uh, decisions to make, and uh, I think you know you go through and you take each decision um, as it comes round, and you know we've just we've done all right, and and you have to just assess the situation each time because people don't really know what goes on um, during the week no. and little injuries and somebody's you know, got a problem and somebody else has uh, got another problem or whatever it is and, and you're just dealing with dealing with things all the time and I think, you know, it's been a, a, a real year for, for trying to make the right decisions. 
Yeah, and obviously you try and control the control controllables in that situation. Yeah. And and one thing you seem to have done this year, slightly different to last season, is is signed players who you've worked with before and that you trust. And I think with you as a man trust the players as men to do their job. Yeah. And if you've worked with them before, you know that they do that. Yeah, exactly right. And you know, it's you got to have a trust. I mean, no, you don't you don't win a league um, or be successful with people that you don't trust. Mm. Um, you know, so I make a, a big thing about that. We we talk about teammates you, know, you can trust, and we talk about the red arrows, the one in the front has to pick the two behind him, and then they have to pick the four behind them or however many it is you know so yeah. we we make a big a big thing of that and uh, we don't want anybody and it and it's been sort of you know real poignant really the fact that we're in this uh, pandemic yeah. um and we got to trust that they're not going out on rave parties and <laughs> uh, going to visit people they shouldn't you know so we we, we work really hard in talking to them about the law and and, and about the I mean, our club's been brilliant, really, for trying to keep people safe and keeping us informed as what we can and can't do. Um, and touch wood, you know, we, we, we've managed to get a sufficient number of games in yeah. because, you know, we haven't had uh, a problem as far as that's concerned. Yeah, yet. having the run of games, yeah. It's really paid off, hasn't yeah. it? Yeah, because other clubs have had those those outbreaks and we've, we've thankfully stayed free of it. I, I was going to ask as well, if you I sort of had to be there for the players this year as well, because obviously you're dealing with a group of young men this is not. It's been a really tough year for everybody, and I guess you know they, them as much as anybody. They're they're a long way from home, and and you've got to be there for them. Yeah, you're right. Some of them are a long way uh, from home, and you know some of their parents uh, were in tier three, and and uh, even girlfriends. You know where they mm. they sort of are in a rented place in Torquay, but their home is in Bradford or something. You know yeah. we we've got a few northern lads, um, and we try and allow them to go home in normal times um, whenever they need to, you know, when they get the opportunity. But yeah. this year, there's hardly been an opportunity. Um, and there's, there's, there were parents coming down to the game on Boxing Day. Yeah. Um, but they can't now because uh, some of them parents are in Tier 4. Um, so the boys can't go go back to see them and they can't come down and, and see them. So, yeah, it's uh, it's difficult, but we just... We, we're asking them to just be professional, think about your football, think about where we are. We're top of the league at Christmas, <laughs> even though at Christmas time it's normally 25 games. Yeah, yeah. Um, but uh, you know, we just we just got to be professional, keep it going, and uh, hopefully we can reap the rewards and have big parties uh, when we're uh, when we're promoted. Yeah, just on that pastoral care note, that seems to be a big part of your management style is you you are trying to teach these because you know you you know that you're not working with the top top players you're working with mm. really good players that you've seen something in um we interviewed yeah. we interviewed the other week ben whitfield who who is i think a brilliant case in point and um the fact the fact that he's had knockbacks at a couple of other places and been told no and yet he's never yeah. given up and you've yeah. obviously seen something in him that you've been able to 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 expand on and and give yeah. him the strength to 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 express himself on a football pitch which is obviously yeah. there inside him and yeah. that seems to be down to the care that you give him which gives them confidence to to play like that yeah you're right the care and, and the trust and they got to be able to trust you enough 
But when you're in their face at half time, yeah. as I always say, as long as they're sitting down, I'm in their face. <laughs> <laughs> if they're standing, oh, maybe not. Maybe um, not Ben Whitfield. No, maybe not Ben. Right. <laughs> <laughs> or, or Aaron. Actually, you're only shining short short players here, Gary. What's that? Well, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> See, that, that's clever. That's, that's, that's clever. I feel a lot bigger and stronger <laughs> when I've got little people around. <laughs> um, but with with, I mean, with Ben. What I look at when I look at players is what's their best game? What game can they give me that, that fits in to my tactics and my philosophy? Have they got that? Yes. Are they consistent? Probably not, because if it's a game that I want, then they're probably a league or two higher than that. But the thing is then is just to get the mentality out and to get them thinking in the right way. You know, we, we talk about uh, teacup, you know, we say teacup, which is thinking correctly under pressure. Um, we mm. talk to them about, you know, do you remember how you used to feel when you were the best player in the playground? Yeah. We just can't be the best player in, in this, you know, National League playground sort of thing. And we just try, there's a lot of psychological things that we do yeah. with them because <clears throat> the idea is if you've got a group of lads that you know are actually trying and giving you everything do you know what I mean then yeah. you you've just then got a little poke them every now and again to get them going whereas for some you know can't be motivated I always say that yeah. you know get players that can be motivated otherwise you're in trouble people used to say to me about my son who played for me and we had uh, you know it, if we hadn't have been so successful it would have been nepotism yeah. <laughs> um, <but> fortunately <laughs> fortunately it, it, it went okay and we did get a few promotions and I, they used to say how did, do you treat your son any differently and I would come back and say listen I treat them all like my son yeah. and that was and that is really you know sometimes you have to you know when they're little when they run out into the road nearly and you pull them back you give them a little smack <laughs> Um, but yeah. you still love them, you know what I mean? And, and I think that's the group that you want playing for you. And is um, that, is, Gary, that's, that's, that's basically great leadership, you know. The, and does, is, that, is, that, is that learnt or is that something you've read about and, and you've put that into play or is that just through your massive experience? I think, yeah, I think it's a little bit of everything. It's experience, of course. And um, what you can't... It's getting those first few promotions um, as a manager so that when you're talking to these lads, you're saying, I know how it's done. Mm. I know what I need in the dressing room to get you promoted. And I, I want you, I want, you know, people around you that you get on with, that sort of thing. Now, if you go below your standards or you, you lose concentration and be less professional, I'm going to jump on you. Yeah. But you'll know I'm doing it because I'm trying to help you. And I think as you get older as a manager, I'm not going to, you know, sign up with Man United tomorrow, do you know what I mean, as a, as a manager. So they realise, actually, <laughs> you're doing quite a lot for them. Yeah. To, uh, to, to go back to the, the pandemic a bit, you're, you're exactly the same age as my parents, and I've certainly, right. I've certainly been worrying about them a lot this year and, and trying to make sure they've been safe and keeping themselves safe. So have your family been sort of worried about you? I think I'd certainly be worried about my dad if he'd been on touch lines and at sort of training sessions and all sorts of things like that. I know, coach journeys. Um, yes, um, but again, you know, my he's, he's younger than me, but the person who's looking after our club is our CEO, which is yeah. uh, uh, George Edwards, and mm -hmm. he, he's just done unbelievable. And, and you know, he's he's worked so hard to keep supporters safe, make sure the stadium's safe, make sure the 
dressing rooms are clean, uh, both at the training ground and um, you know at the at Playmore, and, and just so that we know the rules, so that we're we're at least playing the percentages in a good way, you know, and and we do they do explain to us, and then I explain to them. So, uh, what else can you do? You know yeah. what I mean? Mm. You, you can't either way. Um, but I think because we're playing the percentages, you got we got to be unlucky if we end up unlucky. Yeah, we uh, think they should probably just call the league now, Gary. Just just call it now. <laughs> well, well, it's funny you, should, <laughs> funny you should say that because I keep saying, to them, look, we're still we're at the top there. We we got enough points per game. Yeah, we yeah. got enough goals per game. We got enough goals against per game. Yeah. So <laughs> any way they want it to do it, just no keep no going. No one's catching us. I don't no, think that's no. it. Well, no, that, well, that's right at the moment. <laughs> Not at the um, moment. No, no. Just I, I, I don't know how to phrase this. I don't know. if It's just something we've I've picked up on with when Josh. It's a very specific question. Is it about Josh Amero, yeah. who I think is a fantastic, yeah. fantastic footballer? Um, yeah. I think there's an, an unco- unconscious bias against him because he's he's so strong that when he comes on, he seems to yeah. draw a lot of yeah. fouls, even when it's him that gets fouled, which Danny yeah. Wright yeah. doesn't draw as no, much. Right. Does, does that come into your thinking when you when you play people? Uh, yeah, it does. Because, you know, you want, you want your striker um, to sometimes be fighting somebody, you know, like competing with them, let's say, because, you know, you want him to take a centre-half and be right, right behind when he sets somebody else's in space. But sometimes, and this is where Josh has still got to learn, Danny's a lot more experienced, and certainly he's been with me mm. you know, for in, during a promotion at, at Cheltenham. So he knows a lot about, more about me than Josh does. So Josh is still learning. The thing with Josh is he's always fighting, and he's always um, got somebody on him, and we're just trying to get him to lose people and, and, sudden, and sometimes be free. He's going to be a really good player yeah. because he's got all the tools. But he's just never been worked with, or and, and again, it's not his ability; it's just him thinking correctly under pressure. So instead of being up alongside a centre back, he can come off him sometimes uh-huh. and get a touch and a good shot because he's a, he's a good finisher. Yeah. So we're just getting him into a new habit, if you like, and uh, and when he does, he, he's he's going to be uh, perfect. And the last question I'm going to ask you is: How many players are we going to get on loan from Sunderland? <laughs> well, well they, they've not been training this week, so because of the, you know the COVID that they they had, um, but and, and they haven't got games. Listen, it leaves an acquaintance and a friend <laughs> in the game. It was a cheeky <laughs> so, question, Gary. I don't expect you to answer it. No, and, and I know, but I'm going to answer it because, <laughs> of course, you Lee knows what I need exactly. So he's not going to send me down some you know foul mouthed, horrible person. Yeah that uh, can't play. He, he knows what I need. And, and obviously, as a lot of managers do, they know that I'll, I'll improve their player. Yeah. You know, and Especially if it's a young player and that with potential. Mm. So he'll look at it. But at the moment, Lee hasn't seen much of his under-23s. No, sure. you know, he's only been there a week and a bit. Yeah. Um, so we're, we're, we're having a look. My brother, my chief scout, is having a good look as to... Uh, They'll be coming in for know. yours. They'll be coming in for Connor and, and Ben next. Be, <laughs> you'll be having to keep your hands on them. 
Well, there you go. I'll, I'll have to play the dad then, won't I? And I'll if he, if any of them off me. He'd be on the naughty step for a little while. <laughs> on the naughty list. No. Now, oh, Gary, it's such brilliant, so brilliant to speak to you as always. And we just oh, can't thank you. you enough for everything you've done for the Talk United Football Club. Um, oh. uh, the highest honour. We've never given one out before on this podcast. <laughs> but our, 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 the, the, the friends of this podcast are called Foffs, which is friend of the family. And they are all numbered. Um, and, and we'd like, John and I would like to offer you to, the chance to be the very first ever Golden Foff. Golden that would, Foff. That would be oh. you, Is that Gary. the Gold Blue Peter badge? Will you accept the Golden Foff, Gary? Absolutely. Oh. <laughs> I've, gone, I've gone all tingly. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we can't, well, we can't, wait to see, we can't wait to see you in real life. It'd be, uh, Fantastic. It'd be, well, I did see you at Showling when I wasn't meant to be there, and that was a, know, that, yeah. that was a, that was a <laughs> highlight of my year. It really was when you caught sight of me and gave me a little fist bump. That was lovely. Thank <laughs> you very I much. I was, I was looking for a steward to point you out. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Well, happy Christmas to yeah. you and your family, the Gary. And Christmas. Stay safe, mate. Cheers, boys. The National Obsession. This is the National Obsession, and it's time for Letters from a Listener. Ooh, when when you, you go. Oh, that's lovely, John. <laughs> a little bit rusty. A little bit rusty. The old Try things. again. Here we go. When you go, will you send back a letter from a listener. And when we did that in that studio, a yellow sort of flashing sign came yeah. up with people with their fingers in their ears. But there we are, John. What it was. Any letters, John? Any Christmas? Any Christmas letters? Oh, 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 oh. Ho, ho, ho. Absolutely. Mark Ridley. Newton and ah, Ridley gets Newton. in touch. Hello, Newton. He says, hi, John and John. What fourth number is Mark? I'm going to have to get the MacBook out now. Oh, Here we God, go. John. Do you want me to tell you? I mean, someone's, I know you... Someone's doing all right. Oh. Flipping heck. If when Foffs get in touch, they could put their Foff number on it. Really Just helpful. Because John gets ever so annoyed at this bit. It's really spoiling I Christmas it for up. him. I mean, it was already spoiled quite substantially. <laughs> <laughs> nope, not got it, no, John. Numbers. Can't open your spreadsheet. Excel, is he a Foff? recent Foff database. Here we go. Here we go. S- slick this bit, John. Really slick. Please, Gary didn't this'll, hear this bit. This will cut down again. Okay. 33. 30th off 33. Newton and Ridley. Newton yes. and Ridley. On the ice Mark. He says, I was sorry to hear about John's cycling accident. Oh, but I was wondering. Nearly died, didn't you, John? Nearly died. Nearly died. Has he been inundated by calls from ambulance chasing lawyers? Because the question that they first asked could be adopted into a NatOps feature. Have you been involved in supporting a football club that wasn't your fault? Oh, that's <laughs> nice. How lovely. I mean, living and being brought up in older <laughs> shit is bad enough. But having to support them would surely be a step too far. You, you can always bail out, you know. You can always come and watch the goals it's, it's a lot of fun absolutely true it would be on... good if we get on this podcast we're not a talkie podcast if we can tempt someone away from their boring club into talkie into yeah talkie. this is good you know because a lot That'd of the fun. talkie fans are getting old John gonna, won't last forever you know, won't last forever <laughs> It says, on last week's show, you discussed the legend of broadcasting, John Noakes. Oh, yes. You also presented a programme Go with Noakes. Go with Noakes. Yes. On one episode, he was stood outside Old Trafford when a large cheer went up. There was no game on, and the noise had been mocked up. He then uttered the immortal words, I expect Halifax Town have scored again. That's a nice joke, isn't it? Bit of National lovely, League. Lovely joke. National Halifax. League content. Oh, lovely. John Noakes. Go with Noakes. Go with Noakes to the National League. Noakes. Come on, Shep. <laughs> He'd have been on this. We'd have had him on this, John. Uh, thank you very much. Thank you. On the ice Mark, to on you. The ice and happy Christmas. Newton, happy Christmas to you. A new correspondent gets in touch. Lovely. Always an exciting moment. Yes. Bob Cotgrove. On the ice to you, Bob. On the ice, Bob. On the ice, he Bob. Says, Hello, gents. In the last podcast, you were talking about going to away ends to support the opposition against our local rivals. Yes. This is Andy Charles. Who did I've that. done this, yeah. I've done that a few Exeter. times. 
I mean, this is very hyper-local. Okay. Being Totnes boys. Yes. Half our mates were Torquay fans and the other half were Argyle. To be fair, they mostly came from the Dartington side of town. This is too niche. <laughs> no, it's not niche, John. Too niche. This is what people want. Did they go on a Snell's coach? Crystal, Dartington isn't it? Glass. Dartington, Dartington Glass. Centre. Yeah. Dartington Glass. As a youngster back in the late 60s, when Torquay were away, we used to go to Home Park, where he's called it Gnome Park. Oh, lovely. Here. Like St James Park, bands. yeah. And stand in the away end and cheer on whoever had come to town. We were one some match today celebrating his whole city. <laughs> scored their fourth goal of the day. They love the Tigers. <laughs> yes. With the commentator saying, "I'm um, actually we'd enjoy the long journey home." Little did he realise we we're only getting the bus back at the A38 to Snells. Back on the Snells to Totnes. <laughs> Lovely. I'm not sure that quite surpasses being in the away end with my two sons at Bath City in 1996, no. oh. along with hundreds more in blue and yellow cheering on Stevenage Borough to the Championship of the Conference. Lovely. That That's great. We knew their ground was not good enough for them to be promoted into the league, which meant the hapless girls who were bottom of the football league were not relegated. We cheered the Burrows of victory, much to the puzzlement of their players. Who I don't I think they ever had that, that much support before. I did that once. Uh, Northampton v Barnet. You remember we needed Barnet to lose yeah. to, for us to stay up. Yeah. I went to that. Went to that. Cheered them on. Went to Northampton. Went to the Cobblers. <laughs> Didn't work, did it? Didn't work. No, no, no it didn't work. It was Big a real shame. shame. Real shame. Well, look, Bob Cockgrove on his hey, starts his journey towards the fourth number. And I'll tell you what, very niche. Lovely. I mean, it was, and it wasn't just about Talk United, uh, John, so you can't say it was a Talk United letter. Absolutely not. Had some not. topness in it as well. So topness. Wipe the jost, get the joystick off it, John, and it'll be your lovely. Dream catchers out. Get your topness pound. <laughs> Vaccinate your children and off we go. <laughs> James Thorndike gets ah, in touch now. This is that's, big we just remember news. that's one letter from Bob. One letter from so Bob. So next time you send us a letter, John, just number it two, and then if you send us a third, number it three. Fourth number. Fof. That's what we've been doing all along, isn't it? I think. Well, I'm just saying. Uh, James, James Thorndike. James Thorndike says, "Merry Christmas, gentlemen, and on the ice, on as the is ice, normal." James. I sat listening to the excellent National Obsession on ah, Saturday with the family. Went love to the my show, Steve. Great surprise. <laughs> <laughs> Factoids. <laughs> the old woman. <laughs> he says, I was sat listening to the excellent National Obsession on Saturday with the family when, to my great surprise, the call went out to make sure that Fof 40 was still alive oh, and yes. well. Do you well, remember good, this? Yes. My children were delighted to hear my name, and so I'm responding to say that I'm still here and very much an avid listener. Ah, good. Lovely. Felice Navid Felice listener. <laughs> <laughs> He says, I have, however, recently experienced a worrying episode that has questioned my parenting skills. Which episode was it? The uh, the uh, Cheltenham episode? Or? <laughs> <laughs> he says, my son Thomas, eight, who last sold the goals in that dour nil-nil at Dagenham away Ooh. nearly a year ago. We, we were went there. to that. Awful. Uh, has recently started taking a shine to Wolverhampton Wanderers, no. or the Wolves, as he likes to call no. them. <laughs> this is a disturbing turn of events, given the football education that I've been putting him through with the talky streams this season. It seems that Kings Lynn may have more to answer for than no, I no, 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 Any no, no. tips, please? Yeah, show him, go on YouTube and show him the semi final of the Sherpa Van Trophy in 1988, I'm going to say. Nine. Can't Could, what uh, it was. Nine sounds right. Yeah, Cyril Knowles, anyway. Wolves beat us in the first leg. We beat them in the second leg. Between the first and the second leg, they booked their Wembley accommodation. Ah. Ah. <laughs> you want to support Wolves? Wolves are on the way down anyway. There's yeah, no way to run. A, you, can't, you can't have a you can't run a football club no. by having owning the players and Absolutely. then selling the players on. So they're not going to. They're no good. Uh, well, thanks for your email, James. Yeah, good James on the us. ice. You thanks for happy Christmas and, and also the Thorndike family there. Mm. John getting involved if they'd like to send us a letter to the kids. You know what I always think of when I hear his not name? that Wolves, but he can't send us one. <laughs> Eight years old. <laughs> 
The train was wrapped in an apron of steam. Snowflakes fell lightly around it. A tracksuited figure in a cap stood at the open door of one of the cars. He took a large watch from his coat, then looked up at my window. It was Gary Johnson. I put on my slippers and robe, tiptoed downstairs and out of the door. All aboard. That was cruel. Johnson cried. I ran up to him. Well, are you coming? I know all the voices here. Where? Why, to the Football League, of course. This is the Playmore Express. Yes. I took his outstretched hand and he pulled me aboard. The train was filled with other members of the Yellow Army. Paul Bastard, <laughs> Dave Thomas, that bloke from the Travel Club, all in their pyjamas and nightgowns. We sang insulting songs about extra and ate lukewarm pasties as the lights and towns of the villages flickered in the distance and the Playmore Express raced on north. Soon there were no more lights. Sorry, my music's running out. Soon there were no more lights to be seen and no people anywhere. Clearly, we'd reached King's Lynn. We travelled through cold, dark forests and climbed high mountains, but the Playmore Express never slowed down. The mountains turned into snow-covered plains. We crossed a barren desert of ice. Hartlepool, I thought. <laughs> a long while later, twinkling lights appeared in the dark distance. They looked like the lights of a strange ocean liner. There it is, Barrow, the football league, cried Gary Johnson. <laughs> Barrow, a large town standing alone at the top of the world. At first, we saw no locals at all. They're gathering at the centre of the town, <laughs> Gary told us. That is where the EFL chairman, Rick Parry, will welcome us and present the first gift of the Football League. Don't do the voice. Don't do the voice. <laughs> he who receives the first gift, we all asked. He will choose one of the Yellow Army. Outside, we saw hundreds of weird little people, huge ears, crooked noses, diminutive and stunted. It was the Barrow locals. As our train drew close to the centre of the town, we slowed to a crawl. So crowded were the streets of the Barrow fans. When the train could go no further, we stopped and Gary led us outside. In front of us stood Rick Parry's EFL sleigh, surrounded <laughs> by the Barrow locals. The locals moved apart and Rick Parry appeared. The locals, they cheered wildly. He marched over to us and pointing to me said, let's have this fellow right here. Paul Bastard was furious. <laughs> Dave Thomas immediately called Netflix for the proposition for a new film. Rick Parry jumped into his EFL sleigh and Gary helped me up. I sat on Rick's knee and he asked, now what gift would you like for the Football League? I knew that I could have any gift I could imagine, but the thing I wanted most for the Football League was not surely inside Rick Parry's giant sack. What I wanted more than anything was to hear John Bartlett's bell ringing with talkie in the Football League. When I told him, Rick Parry smiled. Then he gave me a hug and reached into his sack of presents where he pulled out John Bartlett's bell. He stood <laughs> holding the bell high above him and called out, the first gift of the football league. I put it in my pocket <laughs> and rejoined the crowd. As soon as we were back inside the Playmore Express, the other fans asked to see the bell. Well, all apart from Paul Bastard, who was sulking and just opened up his Tupperware box for a bit of dinner. I reached into my pocket to show them the bell, but the only thing I felt was a hole. I had lost John Bartlett's bell. The train gave a sudden lurch and started moving. We were on our way home. It broke my heart to lose the bell. When the train reached my house, I sadly left the other members of the Yellow Army. I stood at my doorway and waved goodbye. Dave Thomas was doing a gleeful sort of dance, singing I'm in the money and saying something about a meeting with the big cheeses at Netflix first thing in the morning. Gary Johnson yelled something from the moving train as it disappeared, but I couldn't hear him. What? I yelled at him. And he cupped his hands round his mouth. Good frog, bad frog, okay, as he disappeared into the distance. On Christmas morning, I opened our presents. When it looked as if everything had been unwrapped, I found one last small box behind the tree. It had my name on it. Inside was Bartlett's bell. And there was a note. 
Found it on the seat of my EFL sleigh. See you next season, Rick Parry. I shook the bell. It made the most beautiful sound I'd ever heard. My uncles Roger and Brian, who had come round for Christmas, looked confused. <laughs> bloody hell, it's not working, it's broken! Bloody hell! He said. That's bloody disgrace! When I'd shaken the bell, Roger and Brian had not heard his sound. And indeed, as the season wore on, it fell silent for more and more of the Yellow Army. But the bell still rings for me, as it does for all who truly believe in Gary Johnson's Yellow Army. <laughs> what do we reckon? Best one yet, John. Really? Oh, really good, John. I really enjoyed it. I mean, if anyone outside of the TQ1 area <laughs> understands it. I know who John Bartlett is for starters, know, and, Yeah, a lot of Rick Parry in it. And uh, but and also John John Bartlett's bell disappearing in a hole <laughs> is not an image <laughs> I wanted to have at Christmas, John. Now, some people would bow out when they've done their best one ever, but I can guarantee you we'll next be back year. for Christmas Story 5 next year. <laughs> wow. Well, brilliant, John. Brilliant, Thank John. You. Happy Christmas to you. Merry um, Christmas to you Merry and Christmas. all the Fox. And all the Fox and all the listeners and everyone who listens to the podcast, we really appreciate it. Do, as a little Christmas present to us, leave us a five-star review and leave some nice words on iTunes. That'd be lovely. And also tell one other person. That helps. And will retweet us on Twitter. Something like that. More the merrier. That'll be lovely. On the ice to you all. On the ice. Happy Christmas Merry and a Christmas. happy new year. We don't know when we'll be back. Probably in the new year sometime. Maybe, John, yeah. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. We'll but work anyway. it out. And we're still top of the league. On the ice. On the ice. Gary Johnson's Yellow Army. Bye! The National Obsession with John Cadogan and Charlie Baker. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.